Good morning, Oregon. It's Tuesday, November 29th. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Life. For the second consecutive year, Portland will see its deadliest year on record, and there's still a month to go before the end of 2022. Portland officially eclipsed last year's record of 92 homicides last week. Police identified the 93rd victim as 49-year-old Jason Edward Kinn's father. Kinn's father was shot and killed in the Park Rose neighborhood. Officers responded to the Northeast Portland neighborhood on reports of a shooting. Kinn's father was still alive but died later, though police have not said when or where. Homicide detectives are also investigating another death in the city in recent days. A man's body was discovered in a shipping container near a grain elevator in inner North Portland on Sunday following reports of a fire. The body was found near the eastern side of the Willamette River, just next to the steel bridge. If confirmed as a homicide, that would mark the 94th of the year. Karina Miller, a member of the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs, is the new chair of the Columbia River Gorge Commission. Miller is the first indigenous person to chair the Bi-State Commission. The commission has the dual role of protecting the scenic Columbia River Gorge while also drawing business investment there. Miller has been on the commission since she was appointed by Governor Kate Brown in 2019. There are currently three tribal members on the 13-member commission. Historically, there's been just a handful of indigenous people on the board, but that's changed in recent years. Miller said her appointment as chair is significant because, quote, the state of Oregon has had a history of not fully supporting tribal sovereignty or always being a good political ally, unquote. The commission was created in 1987 by Oregon and Washington, and its members set policy for protecting non-federal lands in the 292,000-acre scenic area. Wondering why your paycheck is a bit lower come January? That's because Oregon's paid family and medical leave policy will finally start collecting cash. The policy applies to businesses with 25 or more employees. Workers will pay 0.6% of their gross wages every paycheck toward the policy. Employers contribute an additional 0.4%. If you earn $5,000 per month in gross pay, that translates to roughly 30 bucks per month out of your paycheck. All employees in the state, aside from federal workers and independent contractors, or folks who work for tribal governments, will be automatically eligible for coverage, even if they work for businesses with fewer than 25 employees. You also have to earn at least $1,000 per year to qualify. The new benefit won't be available, though, until at least September. After that, workers will be able to take up to 12 weeks of paid leave per year, or up to 14 weeks for pregnant people or people with health issues tied to childbirth. Oregon joins 10 other states and Washington, D.C. in offering this type of benefit. Grab those boots, poles, boards, skis, or whatever you use to traverse the slopes. Ski areas are opening across the state this week. Mount Hood Meadows plans to open Tuesday with some lifts going operational. Timberline is open as well, and Mount Bachelor in Central Oregon plans to go live on Wednesday. Anthony Lakes in Eastern Oregon said it would open on December 2nd. Other ski areas across the state will likely be open soon as snow is in the forecast for the mountains. For more stories about Oregon that make our state great, go to hereisoregon.com. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to oregonlive.com slash pod support.